The days will come when there will not be left a stone upon another stone. We know the Lord was talking about the temple there in Jerusalem, where he had gathered and was preaching. And we know he was right in the year of our Lord 70. The temple there in Jerusalem was destroyed. But it wasn't just the temple in Jerusalem. It could have just as well been talking about Notre Dame in Paris or the churches in Ukraine, Syria, or Nigeria today. And though we don't like to ponder it, he was also talking about St. Mary's in Canton. There will be a day when there will not be one stone left upon another stone. And yet in the face of this, we have the audacity to present a stewardship report to you. For good reason. In fact, we'll get back to it in just a moment, I don't think there could be a better gospel for Stewardship Sunday. I hope you picked one of these up. I'm going to talk through it with you for just a little bit. Start on the cover, that uh, beautiful um, confirmation picture, um, and three bullet points to look back at. You probably know that we're talking about the last year's fiscal year, from July 21 until June of 2020. I'll be talking about it as this year, but it depends on whether you're talking this year or last year. This year, we'll talk 21, 22. Second bullet point, that the income from Sunday envelopes, those Sunday envelope users, we're back to pre-COVID levels, which is great. However, loose cash that's put in the collection basket, that's a point of concern because it's less than half of where it was back in 2018, 2019. It's 20,000 this year as opposed to 44,000. What do we take from that? That those who are committed have become even more committed. And those who weren't so much are often, well, we're often losing them. Ponders the question, then, what can we do to draw more people into a greater commitment, not just to giving, but to a relationship with the Lord? And then finally, and we always come back to that, that the numbers, the budget, the report, these are all important things, but how do we live out our threefold call of welcome, education, and worship? And that's why we always, well, we save the best for last on the back cover. But before we get to the back cover, open that up, please. You see on the first side, the income versus expenses with the footnotes down below. This year's income was a slight increase. That's great. Quickly note that the um, auxiliary income is a sharp increase of uh, 12,000. That's almost exclusively from the, the thrift store being open, well, 10 months of this year. The auxiliary income, noteworthy increase there because of the forgiveness of the payroll protection loan. And then down in expenses, you'll see a pretty significant increase in the total of parish expenses, largely because of deferred maintenance uh, during the worst days of the pandemic and significantly in extraordinary expenses. You see that sharp increase up to over 200,000. That was, well, you remember all the construction work, most of you do anyways, um, doing the repairs on the brickwork of the bell tower. 
go down across to the center. They, you see the two pie charts? Let's just give you a visual of how the income and expenses break down. But at the bottom, a lot of questions have come up this year about our use of the parish center. What are we doing with it? You can see, what is it, a, a dozen different ministries that are usula, utilizing that space. And, of course, that St. Catherine of Siena Academy is renting from the parish during the school day. If you wanted a breakdown of how that works out, the, during the past fiscal year, the, those expenses of gas, water, and electricity were around $7,300, with the rental income over 8100 Go up to the top, the three-year spiritual report. Numbers are largely getting back to normal, except that anointing of the sick. Only 37 anointings this year. Hope you've seen in the bulletin, we're going back this Thursday to having a healing mass. Four times a year, a mass for those who are dealing with some serious illness or preparing for surgery. The number will go up a lot, I'm sure, um, when we get uh, back into that habit. Most concerning number, though, for me as a pastor, is that bottom, bottom line of the spiritual report, children in religious education. We're down to 32. Uh, what can we do? Again, those families that are so busy, I know, being drawn in so many different directions, how can we get their children to learn more about the, the love of the Lord? Mass attendance averages are increasing, but... Again, this year was ended a few months ago. Those numbers happily have continued to improve considerably um, compared to the average over 2021-2022. Interesting perhaps to some that uh, we've gone up in 10 um, donors in, from envelopes and checks while only going down one in the e-giving. And then finally, the assets. You see those numbers of the three fiscal years? Long and short of it is we're, we're doing pretty well. Probably the biggest takeaway is the, the good news that despite all the work we've been doing, the sidewalks, the, the, you know, another 20000 paid off on the roof of the parish center, and most significantly the brickwork, we haven't had to take out any loans. We haven't gone into any debt despite all that work. But as with anyone who's a homeowner knows, there's more work to be done. So we gotta work on the roof again. We're gonna finally finish the, uh, the ramp and uh, the playground fence also needs some work. So those are projects for the future. And then finally, that, that back page. This is a, a review of some of the many ministries that we like to highlight here at St. Mary's. You can go to the full list on our website, but my goodness, it's so good to have all of these good, good work and all the, all the many other ways that we share our time and our talent here in the parish. It's a call for each of us. We can't just throw money at problems. We can't just pray them away. We have to put some skin in the game, and thank you for doing so. Shame on us if we ever look at a fiscal report or a stewardship report, physically and monetarily, and just think, oh good, we've got it all taken care of. It's like looking at those stones of the temple that Jesus gathered and the apostles were pointing out. Oh, look how beautiful that is. Oh, look, that's so nice. There's going to be a day, I know not when, when this will all end. 
But the good news that our Lord shares in the gospel is that not one hair of your head will be destroyed. Yeah, there's going to be tough things that come up in our lives. We all know it to be true. There's going to be persecution for the faith. That is true as well. But not one hair of your head will be destroyed. It only took months after this that people were pondering, how, what could that possibly mean? Early on, they thought, yeah, they're going to be like the, the Avengers. They're going to be like superheroes, these apostles. No, no, they started dying. They started literally losing their heads at times. They could have pondered, what does that not one hair of your head will be destroyed mean? And that's why we gather here. We have a faith in this Lord who wants us, body and soul, to be with him in heaven. All those candles burning there, we are praying for loved ones who have died this past year. We pray that... While their souls, we hope and pray, are now in heaven, at the end of time, we will be glorified, where not one hair will be destroyed. You don't think I know when the day is going to come, when not one stone is left on another stone. I know even less how that can be. But the Lord knows us and knows it is true. He desires us to be with him. So we pray, come, Lord Jesus.